I was just thinking it's uh, it's it's been good to have been able to be on uh, Facebook or whatever we're on radio and all this, but there's nothing like being together in the house of the Lord. Amen. Nothing that beats just being together in fellowship with each other, even though we still can't uh, hug each other or shake hands. We can we can still enjoy the fellowship and the blessings of the Lord, and he has been good to us. Brother Dennis, he sure has. He's been good to us. But I'm glad to see you today. I'm glad you're here. Take your Bibles, if you will, and turn to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, please. Let me ask you to do this this morning. Will you stand with me for the reading of God's Word, if you will, please? Remain standing for prayer. Matthew chapter 5, look at verse 1 and 2 for just a moment, and then we'll come to verse 13. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth, and taught them, saying. And then the verses that follow is what we know as the Sermon on the Mount. What a tremendous sermon. But I want us to come to verse 13 today. Jesus said, You're the salt of the earth. But if the salt hath lost his Savior, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out, to be trodden under the foot of men. You're the light of the world. City that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth a light unto all that are in the house. Notice verse 16, please. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these moments together that we can open the scriptures and allow you to speak to our hearts. God, we do need a stirring today in our nation, a move from God that will cause us to realize what we are and who we are. I pray that as we worship together, that everything that we do, Lord, will bring glory and honor and praise to your wonderful name. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Can anybody tell me what the motto of Motel 6 is? Say it out loud where we can hear it. 
We'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> Motel 6 was started way back in 1962 in California. And uh, the first, the, when they opened it up, you could get a room for $6. And I got to thinking when I read that, I hope you had a bed. But then I got to realizing, and that's, that's back in 62. But in 1986, Tom Bodet did this commercial, We'll Leave the Light On For You. And I read about his story and about how that he came to do that commercial. And then somebody asked him about... Um, do they leave the lights on? He said, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be a, in other words, I don't want to be a hypocrite about it. You're going to have to turn the light on yourself when you get there in the room. But I want us to talk about leaving the light on today from the church. This ought to be the driving force of every church in this county. We're going to leave the light on. And it's the light of the Lord the light of the Lord Jesus, and the light of our life. What did Jesus say? You're the light of the world, and we're to shine. We're to bring glory and honor and praise to him. Let me give you two or three principles this morning. First of all, why should we leave a light on? What is the reason for it? Why should we even be concerned about leaving a light on? Well, we live in a dark world. Look what's happening now. Look what's happened the last few months. Uh, say a year ago, who would have ever thought in their imagination we'd be going through what we're going through right now in this country and in this world? But we are. We're going through a lot. There's no moral convictions. We're still killing babies by the thousands. And folks, I'm, I'm in a firm conviction that we cannot continue to do this as a nation without judgment from God. We can't do it. And I ask you a question, where is our convictions as people of God? Where is our convictions? We need some preaching that's going to bring conviction. Now let me say that again, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. We need preaching from the pulpits that will bring conviction in the pews. Now I'm not talking about beating somebody over the head. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm simply saying we need to take the word of God, and if God calls it sin, folks, it's sin. Amen? If God says it's wrong, it's wrong. And I think too long we have tried to appease the world and, and folks, this ought to break our hearts. See, really, this ought to break the heart of every Christian on what's going on in our nation today. It breaks mine. I've done a lot of praying the last few days about this thing. And it ought to break our hearts. God speaking to Israel 
In Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20, he said these words. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. In other words, be careful when you start calling evil good and good evil. We better be careful. We need to shine in this world because we live in a dark world full of sin, full of corruption that needs Jesus Christ. Well, principle number two, many of, many of our lights are burning low or have gone out. We wonder why. What good is a lighthouse if the light doesn't shine? Think about it. What good is a lighthouse going to do in a dark world if the light has gone out? Have you ever noticed a, a lamp, an oil lamp? It, you clean the globe, you place oil in there, you light the wick, and you get the light. And But after a few days, if you'll notice, that globe gets kind of smoked up, doesn't it? And the light is not as bright as it once was. What do we have to do? We have to take that globe out again, clean it off, clean it up, and get ready to use it again. And that's what happens sometimes in our lives as people of God. Our lights get dim because of things that are in our lives that are not right, and our light is not burning as bright as it ought to. Sometimes we, our lights get dim because of complacency. We... Um, Church, I think a lot of us, and sometimes I, I catch myself, we, uh, we become happy with just setting instead of shining. We just set. We get uh, complacent. And our lights need to be burning very brightly. Principle number three, the church should make a difference. Listen to me. The message of hope, the church has the message of hope. And the only hope for this dark world is Jesus Christ. That's it. Jesus Christ. The only hope for this stuff that's going on, folks, across this nation is Christ. And if we don't turn to him, we don't have any hope. The hope of this world is Jesus Christ. Now I want to make a statement and I want you to listen very closely. When Jesus saved us, if you're sitting here and you're a child of God, you're saved. He turned the light on in your life. Think about it. You once were in darkness, but now you're in light. And when Jesus saved you, he turned the light on your life. Is it shining? Is it brightly? Well, the light ought to be conspicuous. In other words... We ought to stand out. We ought to be easily seen. We ought to be attracting attention with our lights that others could see Christ within us. Light's meant to be seen. It's a guide, a warning. It's glowing with heat. 
The fire behind that light is Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of God's Spirit. That's been my prayer for two or three weeks now. I've just, I've just asked the Lord to just give me a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit of God on my life and on my preaching. Because, folks, if it doesn't come from God, it doesn't make any difference. It's, it's nothing if it's not from God. So we need, to be, we need to be a life that can't be hid. It needs to be glowing with the fire of God. It needs to be burning. And then it needs to be Christ-exalting. Notice what Jesus said, that, that others could see our light and it'll see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See our good works. See, all of us can do something. Uh, every one of us can do something. You'll say, oh, Brother Jim, I can't do anything. Yes, you can. There is something that every child of God can do. Let me tell you a little story about my dad. My dad grew up, my dad was born and raised in the sugar lands in the Smoky Mountains. That's where he was born. And of course, uh, they had to come down the mountain into Gatlinburg when the park took over. But that's where my dad was born and raised. He came to Knoxville uh, when he was a young man and he, to live with his sister. Dad only had a third grade education. So in church, he couldn't, he couldn't teach a class. He just, he just couldn't. He couldn't sing in the choir. He just, that wasn't his, that just wasn't his thing. But daddy could meet people. He, he loved to be around people. He, he loved, he loved people. He worked in a white store for 40 plus years and retired from there. So he knew how to meet people and deal with people. So one year at the, um, Old West Lonsdale Baptist Church, they asked my dad if he'd be an usher. They said, Brother Jim, we'd like for you to be an usher. Well, that absolutely thrilled my dad to death. That just, he was so excited about being an usher. He didn't have that job for just a little while, and, and they said, we're, I tell you what we're going to do, Brother Jim, we're going to put you in as head usher. Now, I don't know what that means, being head usher, but boy, daddy loved it. He'd get there early on Sunday morning, get everything ready, and boy, just, you know, that thrilled him to death. And year after year, my daddy, all he could do was just meet people, greet people, love on people, welcome them into the fellowship of the worship time there at church. But that was something he could do. Folks, listen to me. Every one of you, every one of us, has something to do for Jesus. He's turned your light on. It ought to be shining, and we ought to be doing something for the Lord. Can I hear an amen? Yeah, we ought to be doing something for the Lord. All of us have something to do. And I'll never forget the last time I heard my dad give a testimony in church. And I've got it on tape. I don't know. See, the Lord, the Lord always just impresses you with things that that He knows what's going to happen, and and uh, I just I take that. I take this testimony in church that day, and here's what He said. 
the longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. And I can see my dad now standing up, just standing up in church. And he said those words, the longer I serve him, the sweeter it grows. Folks, that ought to be the testimony of every person sitting here today in this auditorium at North Edward Church. That ought to be our desire. The longer I serve him, the longer I go, I want my light to shine. I want it to be a shining light, a burning light that will reach a, a, a dark world, a lost world, people that need Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. That's our only hope. That's our only hope is Jesus Christ. And aren't you glad we have that opportunity? Aren't you glad we have the privilege of being a light for Jesus Christ and serving him and loving him and doing his will? Well, that's my sermon for today. I hope we'll be lights. I hope we'll be lights. We've got to be light. This church has got to be a light for every street in this city. Listen to me, okay? This church has got to be a light for every street in this city. This church has got to be a light for every county road in this county. This church has got to be a light that will shine brightly wherever, wherever we go. As I said before, the church is a building where we meet. This building is a church building, but you and I, we're the church. We're saved by his grace, and we are the church, and we've got to be the light. Stand with me, please, for prayer. I do not know your need today. I have no idea. But it could be there are folks here this morning that need to come and pray about a need in your life, about a situation or something you can't handle. I found out a long time ago, folks, you've got to turn a lot of things over to the Lord and just let him take care of it and leave it. Just leave it with him because we can't do it. I don't know your need today. Maybe you need to come and find a place here and pray in a few moments. I hope you'll do that. God speaks to your heart. But I hope you'll be a light. We've got to be a light. Father, thank you for the truth of your word. You tell us to be a light. We're salt and light. And we're to, we're to be a light in a dark world. And this world is dark. This nation is dark today. And we need to let our light shine. Let it shine forever and forever because of Jesus. Father, will you speak to our hearts right now in this invitation? If there are those here who need to come and pray, I pray they'll do just that. Maybe a burden. Maybe a decision, situation that only you can handle. I pray they'll come and leave it here at the, at the altar and say, Lord, it's yours. Can't do it anymore. It's got to be yours. Lord, I'm going to thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We've got to trust you. 
We've got to believe you. We've got to take you at your word. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.